with no intro. Nope, we don't do them. Never, never. We're actually contractually obligated. We are bound to not have an intro, so that's kind of what's behind that. Yeah, uh, I like that answer. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> go with that. <laughs> there was a yes. Did I did I change it I'm, to a but? I'm waiting for a conjunction junction. Um that's your function. We we are under obligation, but we cannot discuss the terms. So <laughs> that, okay, that was a no. Was that a no? I sure love these French fried potatoes. No, you don't, Oprah. Dang it! No, that's <laughs> not what I want. That's not what I want. That's not what I'm about. I want to be yes ending. I'm I'm about, I'm about acceptance. I'm about taking whatever. Giving back more. Wow. Right? Uh, sure. Did yeah. you have an improvisation class? Was Did you take a class that was called improvisation and had a three-digit number after it? Um, In college. <sighs> sure. Or, or at the community center. I don't care. Um, I took... Uh... I, I had I did a in summer intensive acting court classes and we had improv there, and then I did improv at a um, improv company in town classes. So no. That, <laughs> in addition to explaining everything, took a long time to get here. Uh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. And then I audited it like every semester afterwards. Okay. All right. I came in and did it again and again and again. And well, the teacher was happy that I was there. <laughs> good. Because it helped the other people. Because everybody takes improvisation. Well, this is okay. Not going to derail the show. Promise. We're doing co-videos today. Mm. But real fast, I went to a I went to a uh an evangelical college. Don't judge me. A lot of lot of water under that bridge. That had a drama department, you know, for ministry, not theater. But it had one professor. Are you, wait, I guess I never really thought about it before, but it was... This is supposed to be short, but... Geared you, towards ministry? What, what? Why was it called drama and not the theater department? Okay, fair. It, look, we, we can't get into any of that. Okay. <laughs> and, but th- we, we didn't, you know, about halfway through. So, like, when I got there, like, my freshman year, I think there was, like, two graduating theater students okay maybe one maybe so, two people actually graduating from the school with a degree okay. by the time that i left it was like maybe five maybe six mm-hmm. and the the theater professor about halfway through my uh uh like my junior year started he w- suddenly went we gotta get people in here we gotta, we gotta advertise you know so it's suddenly he's like doing outreach and he's like yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna cast a football player, you know, in the role of it wasn't Stanley, but what's the one? What's the Inge play with uh, a Stanley figure? Oh boy, I don't know. A little Sheba uh... or whatever. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, you know, just that like wife beater type thing. Sure. And if you can't act, it just doesn't matter, you know. But people are gonna see him. They're gonna go, oh, theater. I gotta get into theater. And he started promoting like the improv classes, like it's for public speaking too, or like even you know, there's a huge divide like in all schools between the musical theater or like the you know, music department and the theater department mm-hmm. um and so he's yeah. like get these singers over here you know because they want to get acting better so for they're in a musical or something like that um I not mean, that we did musicals oh because okay. that would have been sinful <laughs> did it work the musicals no his uh, promotional... one time they changed the uh, they changed the scene where tevia gets drunk in uh in uh fight fiddler on the roof to him having too much goat's milk he was lactose intolerant 
Don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like I've that. I've heard this story I've, before. Yeah. I've paid uh, that. I've paid the price already. Yeah. I. <laughs> All I'm saying is. Yeah. Okay. It's it's a journey. Yeah. It's a journey. Mm-hmm. You're on that journey. Mm-hmm. I'm I, on that journey? Yes. Now, so, now, if you ask me how, how close you are, to, are we there yet? I'm going to point to a spot in between the windshield and the dome light. And it's going to be kind of indeterminate because it doesn't matter where we are mm. in that journey. Mm. You're going to get there. Just on that journey. Yes. See, I had the opportunity to take an improv class in college. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was so... It couldn't be worse than my story, I it, guess. Go well, ahead. Well, I, I, my story is not great. <laughs> okay. I was so anxious about it. And the idea of it, and it was an elective, so I decided not to take it. Okay, and I so that's kind of wish that's, that, that's like, kind of what I'm asking. Did I you ever kinda, get a grade to do improv? No. Okay. Well, and I kind of wish I had done it because I think you should. You know, maybe I would have gotten actually better at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have to underplay this because she could run screaming from this realization very quickly. What? What? Was my mic on? <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the films that we're here to talk about today. Yeah. Um, right? Get right into it? Mm-hmm. I mean, we got we did seven minutes already. Yeah, but, let's uh, get right into it. Well, I do, but I want to talk about the future of the show, too. The show is 18. Happy birthday, show. <laughs> get a job. But, Whoa. I mean, it can't. we can't really... There's no quarantine anymore, right? I mean, there's um, state of light emergency <laughs> or whatever we've got going on here. <laughs> I, I don't... <laughs> It's, it's so hard for me to it's judge. Shows for your uh, dining uh, outside with a reservation and fifty percent capacity of a restaurant attainment. Wow, I think we can still say quarantainment. You don't think we can? Well, I don't want to. This is not a death cult. I don't want to. You know, I want. <laughs> we're trying to talk about movies. Well, true. All right. Well, I we'll, don't know. we'll 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 table it for okay, now. Okay. All right. And the table will be nailed to the wall. But let's not give it away just yet. Let's talk about my movie first. Yeah. Uh, the movie I picked is a movie called Shane, mm-hmm. a movie from 1953, directed by George Stevens and starring Alan Ladd, mm-hmm. that classic actor. What else has he been in? <laughs> I haven't seen any of thing that he's been in. Oh, okay. Uh, I hadn't seen this, uh-huh. uh, but he'd been in a lot of westerns. Okay, uh, he was also right. in a lot of film noirs because that was uh, right around his time. So he was getting paired with, um, you know, Veronica Lake. In uh, Glass Key, you know, or um, uh, not the Black Dahlia. What color was the Dahlia? The Blue Dahlia. It's right around that time. Okay. So he's playing a tough guy. Sure, Or he's playing a tough, leathery, good guy, you know, in a a Western movie or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very different when you think about it. Well, maybe not. I don't know. A noir hero has to be flawed, right? You can't have a guy walk in in a literal white uh, fedora (laughs) unless you're Gene Kelly. (laughs) <laughs> Unless you're Gene Kelly and singing in the rain, yeah, and he comes well. in looking like Dick Tracy the White. <laughs> but uh, but you have to play like you know darker notes, mm-hmm. and I think some of those darker notes exist in Shane. Yeah, I think so. This is based on a novel. Okay, you can tell. Why okay. do I say that? Why do you say that? There's always been bad movies. You go and watch a Vin Diesel movie, and you're like, oh, who who who's who's gonna die for writing this? That's what mm-hmm. I want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you watch another movie and it's like, great. I'm not saying they all come from books, but, you know, there's a lot of, like, bad movies. We don't know about them because they did not last like Shane did. Right. And so, you know, the cream rises to the top. Mm-hmm. But this really works, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, screenplays by um, A.B. Guthrie and uh, Jack Sher. 
And I think they did a really good job. Um, I would contrast this to something like the Philadelphia story, which began as a play, is a play. It's really a Catherine Hepburn vanity project. Right. <laughs> that was just being More turned into a movie. But they still do Philadelphia story mm-hmm. um, around town. I just got done reading Kate Mulgrew's um, autobiography where she talked about being in the Philadelphia story. Oh, really? <laughs> it's like, you know, it must have been your lifelong ambition. Uh, <laughs> to quote another Star Trek captain or somebody impersonating one. So uh, tell us what happens in Shane. Uh, so... I don't know that we ever established exactly where Wyoming. we are. It's gotta oh, be Wyoming. Oh, it's it? Wyoming. Okay. Yeah, I knew it was okay, right. I knew it was out west. Uh and it's I think later on established. I don't know how it's the Civil War has ended, I'm not sure how long how many years prior, but it's somewhere around there. And um we uh we meet Shane, who is a stranger in this kind of budding community i don't know if i'd even necessarily want to call it a town just yet uh and um he uh while he is stopped at this um local homestead farm um the local um i don't what how do you what would you even describe them um the the local ruffians well yeah one of them is a cattle rancher yeah and he's got a bunch of ne'er-do-wells that he's hired yes who, maybe hands but they just hang out at the bar right. all day so i don't know who's working on the ranch right uh and he thinks that this whole area is his claim and he wants there's like maybe seven or eight homesteaders and he wants them all off his land. He's going to get all this cattle and he's like going around giving notice and like, or else and like basically threatening violence. And Shane overhears this and like, he doesn't like it, but one thing leads to another. Um, the guy who, uh, owns the farm is Joe Stark. Star it. Star it. Wow. On paper. Great name in a movie. Call him Star or something, right? Yeah, right. Okay, Star it. Uh, and he's uh, married, and they have a little kid, Joey. Um, and um, <laughs> he ends up, um, who's very precocious, uh, but he he ends up staying and helping Joe with his farm, and because Joe is like, you know, I do need somebody to help. You know, if you're interested, we'd love to have you. And um. You know, a lot of things progress. Um, violence between the homesteaders and um, the cattle ranch guy. What was his name? Riker? Rufus Riker. Riker. Uh, yeah, right. Um, and his men uh, escalate um, pretty pretty dramatically. And um, Shane's got a choice to make. Um, Shane's got a choice to make. Um, pick up, pick up the gun. Do I? Do I spoil it? I mean, was there he's, ever any choice? Yeah. What's well, he let's see. Talks about not pick too. up the gun, right? So he's a <laughs> What's he's the a. Choice? It's it's very heavily um, uh, implied that he's a really good shooter, but he's also like super jumpy, and we don't really know why. Implied? It's well, they they show it. What's like implying up to the, like the last? What's like third base of implying? Yeah. I gotta write something down. Hold on. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, he's he's a, he was a gunslinger. He's a former gunslinger. Yeah. And later, when you see Walter Jack Palance in one of his uh, what one of his first, um, he was in a, like a thriller the year before uh, and got like people were like, "Who is this guy?" Like, he 
he's great. Mm-hmm. And then didn't get a nom for another 40 years, but whatever. Thanks, Billy Crystal. Um, so, but uh, yeah, but when we see that guy, it's like, whoa, this guy's bad. But you get the idea that like Shane might have been a lot like this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like right. a, a past that Shane is running from. Yes. You know, Shane has come out here to escape that life. Right. And there's that. You think of like, this is what gets me about Shane. I'd never seen Shane, mm-hmm. even though I know it's people just talk about it as a great movie. Uh, and they're I've all right. It's. Heard it's of fantastic, it before, but it is. This is now yeah. one of my favorite movies. Okay, um, but you think about old movies as being like <laughs> we're going to talk about one in a little bit. Uh, oh, slow and like uh, okay, we get it, we get it. Or like oh boy, let me tell you everything that just happened in that last scene. And this lacks that so much, and I think it's the smarts of um, of Stevens, the director. Um, it's you know the, the screenwriters to take what was clearly something that you would just describe on a page and put it in film. Don't go like, well, I got to tell you, this is what I think about this. The scene where Rufus comes to to star it, to star at farm, yeah. and to be like, okay, Joe, look, we've had our ins and outs here, but I'll tell you what, you can work for me, you're going to make twice what you make doing this, you mm-hmm. know, and you're going to have a good time, and, you know, your family's going to be taken care of, and he's like, ah, screw you, Riker, or whatever. This whole time, uh, Shane, you know, is just is sizing up Wilson, yeah. Balance's character, yes. and Shane goes out and gets a drink of water. And then kind of goes back and leans against the thing. And then Wilson takes a drink of water. And the whole time, they're just looking at each other and sizing each other up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And by yeah, the time yeah. they go, you know, they leave. And Wilson kind of gets on his little trotty horse and he trots off. And they're like, what do you think about him, Shane? Shane's like, this is not great. It's not great. This yeah. Guy's this guy's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> that kind of like nonverbal storytelling, it just doesn't, you don't. it doesn't happen. You don't see that. Even today. A lot of times, we no, gotta tell everybody I, what's going on. I I think you're you're absolutely right about that, um, and and I I think it is done really well in this film. Yeah, or like, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not it's a huge stump, <laughs> it's not a small metaphor. But when they Shane comes and yeah, he's like, right, I'm, we're gonna this thing's been here for two years. We're gonna take this thing out, and mm-hmm. they together they you know. They take the stump out. They, you know, they chop the tree down. Yeah, they work hard and through their efforts. It's almost insultingly simple, but you're just kind of like, okay, movie, we're, let's let's do it. Where are we going? Right. And uh, where we're going is uh, he's going to punch you. He's going to hit you over the head with his gun and knock you out. Yeah. That's where we're going. <laughs> but that's because like this movie has uh, a very nu- nuanced and um, uh, provocative relationship with violence. Mm. Even in the this is fifty three, like mm. the they're still making westerns, and they're going to yeah. keep making westerns for a while, and then they're the Italians are going to get involved, and we're going to make westerns all over again. Mm-hmm. And but the Italian westerns would would really dive into this, but we want to see the good guy kill the bad guys, and we want to see you know righteous violence. But the movie posits like, is there any righteous violence? And I think that's you know? important. Shane is like a guy who, and I'm not saying he was like as evil as Wilson was, but he was definitely involved in stuff that he's not proud of. And yet he's the most upright guy. Mm-hmm. And probably the, the one, the thing that kind of sets everything off is when he goes and, you know, goes back to the bar after they've already poured the drinks on him right. and he orders two drinks and he's like, I'll give you a drink. And he, he basically starts that fight. He does. But yeah. But it's like he's he's like it's the little tiny sin of like, you know, standing up for your in his case, you know, he doesn't have a farm. He's got nothing, but he's standing up for sort of his like pride and his honor Mm -hmm. and also thinking about how these guys are bullying the town. And if he hadn't done that, I mean, who knows where we'd be. 
Um, Stonewall might be alive, but <laughs> but yeah. by doing that, di- you know, dispensing that little bit of violence, it takes us, you know, down this roller coaster to the end where he's like, I can't, I have to be this guy, I guess. I didn't want to be this guy, but I have to put the gun on and right. I have to uh, blow these assholes away. Skipping right to the end. Yeah. Is he, is he going to die? Oh, like that's the, the end of that's the, the eternal debate. He rides off. Yeah. You know, Joey sees that he's he's there's blood that he's hurt. And uh, I guess I didn't think about that. I guess a, I just assumed he wasn't hurt that and, badly. Well, right. And they because they don't play it like overplay it. Lad is is great in this movie. I want to mm-hmm. go watch all Alan Ladd movies now. <laughs> um, but he tells Joey, you know, this is this is a way of life, you know, and you and you don't have to be like this. And um, and I, I took care of this. But, you know, now I got to go. And he rides off, and he is sort of limp in the saddle. He literally he rides over the graveyard. He rides through the That's graveyard. True. At I the did. End. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Think that was kind of interesting. Yeah. So, like yeah. as we were moving into it, I was like, no, nah, I think people are overplaying it. It's like, whoa, no, there's a lot of symbol symbology in this. I think maybe people have a point. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about it like that, and I probably should have once he rode through the graveyard. Um, hmm. I, like, is him telling Joey that this is, like, a way of life, this is a choice, is that him saying, I'm going to go somewhere and I'm going to die, and this was my choice? No, it's him saying, don't be like me. Well, yeah. You know, it's when, it's when you're... Maybe I don't know. This this is a real white male movie. I'll give you that. Yes. Although I don't think it has a problem with women or minorities. Like women are a huge part of the film. I um, don't think that minorities are. Well, I mean, minorities aren't really represented. They're either. they're not in it. There there is one line that I thought was was kind of interesting, and I was glad was included when Riker goes to the. Um, I can't wait. The to the farm and. You know, he's talking about how he. This is all his land. He worked hard for it, and blah blah blah. And and Joe and he is like, like rap music. <laughs> Stop it! No, and Joe Joe is like, this isn't really your land. This isn't really anybody's land. And and you, you know what? The 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 trappers and the Native Americans were here before. He, he may have said something less PC, but confirmed. This but, is it's woke. <laughs> I just. Well, I'm sorry that really this got derailed. That... I wish I hadn't said minorities. Oh, okay. This really got derailed. Sorry. And I remember my point, so feel proud. Wow. <laughs> no, it's like when you see – this is a white male movie, and when you see – sometimes your dad will say to you, don't don't get in a fight, you know, be, be a good person, hmm. you know, turn the other cheek or whatever. And then, like, somebody tries to – you know, kick his ass at a wedding or something like that, and he has to put them in their place. And you go like, "Whoa, Dad was going to kick that guy's ass." <laughs> but he might come to you after that and go like, "Don't, that don't. I did. I made the wrong decision. Don't do what I did." Right. But like, the guy's on his ass. <laughs> like we solved the problem, right? Right. Right. And right. that's like that's the relationship with violence. It worked. Mm-hmm. They went out and ordered a gunslinger from Cheyenne, who came in and went. <sighs> Who's the guy I have to kill? Is it Tango? <laughs> oh, Cash. And basically, like, they did the same thing with extra steps. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Joe just let this guy work at his farm all summer, and then right. in the end, he just killed all the bad guys for them. Right. They did the exact same thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think the movie is, the movie doesn't, 
isn't saying it's right or wrong. Maybe it's just saying there are outcomes where more people are alive than there are other outcomes. And yeah. you have to decide which is the best one. Um, the wife at, at one point um, says to Shane, you know, I don't think that we should have any guns in this valley, including yours. And that Joey's a little wooden gun. So that's fine. Wooden. Right. Right. Exactly. It's okay. Cause it's a toy. Um, <laughs> Um, I'll stop interrupting you with my dumb jokes. No, it's uh, all good. Uh, there, there's something, this is not about theme at all. There's something that this movie and a, cu- a couple movies that we've seen uh, that were made around this time um, get right. And that is, you don't see these, you don't see geography porn anymore. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. You I, I did these, notice that in this film. It's, you yes. know, and it's a thing of like you live in Ohio, Youngstown, Ohio, or something like that. You know, you're not going to see the prairie of the 1800s, but just that was part of the draw, delivering that to people, especially in Technicolor. Like, this is an early Technicolor mm-hmm. film. Um, and it's amazing. And mm-hmm. um, that's great. But also, the coordination of long shots, I feel like you wouldn't even bother with anymore. You would just mm-hmm. CGI something in. So, I, mem- I mentioned uh, when we saw um, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, yeah, the scene uh, where we see um, the Panama hat guy, like in his, his posse, riding to get those guys, and you see them like framed in a in between leaves, you know, the eaves of a tree, yeah, and it's a flat thing because it's a zoom lens, and they pull out, and we pull out, and we sort of join Butch and Sundance yes. in the shot, and it's yes. like that was that was a bitch to set up, I bet. I bet it was. And there are a ton of scenes like that in this where there's a whole scene playing out and you see a speck in the background. And then as the scene's playing, the guy gets closer and there aren't any cuts. No, no, no. And then, oh, it's the Swede. The Swede's here, everybody. Yeah, right. And their scene's over. Think of the timing. In in one of them, Joe's chopping a log and he nails it. He goes right through the log like the second, um, what's his name, pulls up and he's like, I'm leaving. You can't talk me out of it. Right, right. How many times did they have to do that? Probably a lot. You would just fake all that together. Now you would just have a you know a close up on Joey, little Joey or something, and then cut back and oh, this guy's here. <laughs> it's just like it's old school filmmaking. They don't do that anymore. No, 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 they don't. Um, Five minutes. I thought. Um, I thought it was the the relationship between um, uh, Joey and Shane was actually really sweet like he like really clearly like looked up to him and thought he was cool from the beginning um and like uh he well i mean it's yeah but it's it's a it's a spectrum between him and his dad and shane yeah that's true because he that's true and his dad is like you know van heffen or whatever his name is like he's great in this too yeah yeah yeah. and you never get the sense of he the one thing that i maybe I'm not sure if it's right or wrong. I guess I love the movie, so I must be right. But nowadays, they would put something on him. His only thing in this is that he isn't—he's not that guy. This is the scene from The Expanse, mm. where they find that guy's kid. I don't remember the character's name because I hate that character, and I'm glad he's not on the show anymore. Yeah, I don't hear. It's not his fault. It's not written well. Yeah. But he—he he finds the guy that kidnapped his kid, and he, the kid's there, and he's like, "Come on, honey, come with me." And then go over there. He's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. And Amos is like, hey, man, you're not that guy. Don't do that. Take your daughter and go. And he takes his daughter and goes. And Amos turns to the kidnapper and he's like, I am that guy. (laughs) (laughs) And we don't see that guy anymore. No. And like Joe's not that guy. And that's the only thing wrong with him. 
they, but it's not even wrong. Like he's just perfect. And like if you mm. do it, comments remake Shane. If you remade this today, you'd give him some problem, some rift with him and his wife, you know, or like maybe some he's drinking flaw. too much because yeah. he's getting depressed about this, you know. But at the third act, he's like throws the bottle down. I'm gonna go out there. But this is no, no, no. This is not the right way to like quit drinking. Like I'm gonna knock you out, and then everything will be fine when you wake up. Mm-hmm. You have to complicate it a little bit because yeah. in that, but maybe that's, I don't know. Cause the, why, why doesn't Joe, Joey clearly loves his dad and looks up to him, but he's like, can yeah. you whip Shane? <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. And he's hanging out with Shane all the time. So right, it's fine. I'm just saying they would find some way to complicate that if they, if they did that today. Yeah, no, I think you're right. A gunner is good as, or, uh, is as good or as bad as the man using it. It's just a tool. Yeah, right. That's what Shane says. That's what Shane says. Um... How how do you feel? We never find out his. We know he's a gunslinger, but we don't really find out Shane's backstory. Do you have any issue with that? Do we? No. Do we need to know? Is yeah, it you want a Shane prequel? Don't... No, I don't want a Shane prequel. I just kept <laughs> expecting to find out, you know, like why he's so incredibly jumpy and and that sort of thing. But I guess we can just insinuate that he was in some really bad situations yeah he came from another old west movie where everybody's shooting each other right 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 yeah uh he came from rio bravo <laughs> um i think of what else uh speaking of rio bravo they i've never seen that movie you ever seen assault on precinct 13 yes same plot only no uh, ice cream satan murderers okay and to the film's detriment really um <laughs> But it's like, you know, it's a it's a fortress movie. It's the bad guys are coming. They got to kill the bad guys. That gets remade a lot. Like that type of story gets made yeah. a lot. Anybody ever done Shane? What's a, what's a Shane? I guess Unforgiven's kind of a Shane. Put that on your list. I on your list. don't know if I've seen Unforgiven or not. Uh, but I but just have. having like the guy who's like, I don't, I don't know. Or like, mm, I don't know. I guess there are plots where a guy who's like, I don't want to be that person anymore, then gets pushed too far. And then he yeah. does that again. But but it's, it's, I don't know. Like, Assault on Precinct 13 is just so clearly real bravo that I'm surprised. I, I don't know of any. I don't know. If listeners, if you know of any movies that are just doing Shane, um, <laughs> let us know. Just enough trope uh, on Twitter. Uh, what else? Last thoughts. You got any last thoughts? Um, not. Um,. Uh, I okay, mean, no last not, not really. No, no. I like that they, 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 they band Who's the together. main character of Shane? Um, I mean, Shane's the title character, but I'd almost argue that Joe is the main character. What do you think? Joey? No, Joe. Oh, I'd argue Joey. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, not really. We're all, it's just fighting over nothing because it's an ensemble movie, I think, clearly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Shane gets a surprisingly small amount of lines and screen time for the movie being named after him. Yes. Um, what else would you name this movie if not Shane? This is not the wrong. We do that on Sailor Noob. <laughs> we'll do that here. Out there, not in here. <laughs> But I mean, how can you have a lead in a movie that with a cast like this? Like casting is ninety percent of the process, mm. and you've got Alan Ladd, you've got Van Heflin, you, the kid, the kid, Brandon DeWild was nominated. He nominated for a supporting actor Oscar. I don't know my Oscars history, but that's got to be the youngest person ever nominated, right? Yeah, right Anna Paquin was eleven, I think, right? Yeah. And maybe she's a little younger. Um, 
Uh, he was great in this. Jack Palance. Yeah, he was great. Um, Alicia Cook, you know, is, is Stonewall. Um, he was in A Maltese Falcon. Okay. Um, I don't think of who else. But yeah, just like solid all around. The the actress who played the wife was really good too. Uh, yeah, Jean Arthur. Uh, this was her first color film, and I think it was, it was her last film. Oh no! She was a Broadway star and a movie star of the '30s, '40s, and um, a couple of films in the '50s. But she was just like, eh, I'm just too old to play like the young wife anymore. So she really? just knocked it off. Yeah. Really? Huh? Okay. Right. Um, I can't think of anything else. No. Violence begets violence. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You're gonna get what you deserve. Pretty much. Um, I was like in Old West movies, uh, there's always that one guy that like when <laughs> when the hero or the villain walks in and stands there in the doorway and then you know, he's looking at the, his opponent and looking, looking back and forth. There's always that one guy that's like, ooh, <laughs> gets his hat and then runs out of the saloon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That joke is an, it will work forever. It's an eternal joke. <laughs> I want no part of this. <laughs> well, you can't break the mold on men like Shane, but they broke the mold when they made this film possibly favorite film that we've seen on the show so far shane possibly wow that's um that's high praise let's talk about our next film let's yes. see if you can mirror that praise i don't think it's gonna happen <laughs> i gotta tell you i don't think it's gonna happen <laughs> uh what'd you pick to watch um i picked alfred hitchcock's the birds more like the boards Whoa! The boards they that... put on the window—it's on the uh, window. Uh huh. Uh-huh. You had that one the... chambered and ready. <laughs> keep the birds out. You know he's so well. <laughs> yes, Alfred Hitchcock, starring uh, f- former model. You're an actress now, baby. Tippi Hedren mm-hmm. and uh, Rod Taylor, who you don't see him around much anymore, huh? I mean, I know he's dead, but <laughs> I'm just saying. Whoa. But actually, you know what? I don't think he is dead. He was in uh, Inglorious Bastards, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah. He had a little, little part in that. Wow. Um, so yeah. Well, I'm supposed to do the thing, right? Yeah. Well, he's a time machine guy, you know. Yeah. Do you want to talk about who else was in it? Uh, Jessica Tandy's in it. Yes. Um, and Veronica Cartwright. A very young Future Veronica screen Cartwright. queen. Yeah. Uh, totally underused in this film. But they didn't but know. She does what, scream. They didn't know what they had. Well, she cries. Yeah. A cry and a scream queen. Yeah. Didn't know what they had under their hands. Uh, I'll do the recap, I guess. Um, this is about. I don't even know what it's about. <laughs> it's, Birds. Oh, wait. First of all, did you know uh, it's 1962 it came out? And did you know that it was uh, written by Evan Hunter, which is the uh, screen uh, writer name for um, Ed McBain? Not his real name either. But Ed McBain is an author who has written like. 200 books. Whoa. He's written detective novels. I think okay. a little sci-fi. Yeah, he's... Um, I don't know if he's still writing, but he's still kicking around today. Oh, wow. Huh. He so, must have been pretty young when he... And this is like one of like four movies that he wrote. And, okay. And uh, we're about to talk about why. Uh, so he... Uh, anyway, he wrote this movie. Mm-hmm. And it takes place in California, I guess. <laughs> Although we'll yep, talk about it. Yeah, And uh, a lady, a lady named uh, Melanie Daniels... Yes. Uh, ...goes into a... Uh, goes into a pet shop. Yep. Uh, actually, you know what? This really is the movie. I should I should be talking about this. And then some birds attack, I guess. Uh, goes into a pet shop, meets uh, Rod Taylor, who's, I don't care what his name is. and Mitch, uh, I think. Mitch, great. Yeah. And they have kind of a meet cute. Um, he, she gets some information about him. He finds out that he, he has a much younger sister. I don't know how that works. Mm. Um, in uh, Veronica Cartwright, whose birthday is coming up and he wants to get her um, love birds or like a pair of birds mm-hmm. and so she's like I know what I'm gonna do cause I'm a 
quirky Hitchcock uh, heroine. I'm going to drive up to the seaside town where his family lives and drop these birds off in their house, which is unlocked. And that'll be the start of, we don't know what's going to start. And as she does this, uh, she sort of meets people in the town. We're going to set, you know, the, the Bodega Bay, the set the scene in Bodega Bay. Yeah. The New England part of uh, Northern California, <laughs> yes. uh, just 90 minutes north of San Francisco. Uh-huh. And as they are sort of meeting cute and she's sort of meeting their family and we're learning that she contains volumes that Tippi Hedren can't communicate. Um Slowly but surely, weird things start happening with birds, mm-hmm. and attacks on humans escalate mm-hmm. until it's a bird apocalypse. Pretty much, that's a good way of describing it. And that it. starts about an hour fifteen into the film. <laughs> I know why this film isn't a, a midnight movie. Why? Because everybody would everybody comes in high, and they would all be asleep before the first bird even pecks at somebody. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When are these birds going to get into this movie? (laughs) (laughs) When are we going to get to the bird murder? (laughs) And it's weird because... Or the murder of birds. (laughs) Well, yeah. I don't think a single bird is killed by a human in this. They might die in the car explosions, but... Well, there's, like, one, like, gull that, like, runs into He he is choking a a bird when he's trying to get that shutter closed. Yeah, sure. Uh, It's just a man choking a bird. But this is, like... I don't, once again, we don't really research for this show, so I don't know the, the real story behind the birds. I know that Tippi Hedren um, went through hell uh, because this is, Alfred Hitchcock hates his leading ladies and loves them at the same time. Mm-hmm. But he's made Rear Window at this point. He's made Vertigo at this point. Why is he making a B movie? This is a B movie. I, honestly, I don't know. Um, I guess I never really stopped to think, Hmm. The movie The Birds. What hmm. is it? The movie The Birds. What is it really about? <laughs> you know, I know a lady gets attacked Spoiler. by birds. Birds. Yeah, right. But kind of right. <laughs> Late birds. Um. But I never, you know, really thought about. I'm just. So this is okay. I, there. Let's start a sentence. I know. And commit to it. I. 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 There are Hitchcock. There are Hitchcock films that I have seen. There are some that I haven't. This that was covers one everything. of them. Um. What was that? That covers everything. Well. Okay. Well. Get to it. I'm just wondering, having seen like Rear Window and Vertigo and North by Northwest, I feel like everybody talks about this film, and everybody talks about Psycho, and I haven't really seen. Psycho. I guess people talk oh, about Rear Window too. Uh, it is on my list. Um, I guess people talk about Rear Window a lot too. But I, why do you, why do you think this is the, is look, this considered is, one of his better films? No, no. And you why say people talk well about, it. about it. I don't. I don't think people talk about this film. Really? Okay. I mean, not for a while at least. I haven't heard anybody talk about this film. It follows. I. I mean, at this point, Hitchcock's like kind of on the downslope, right? I don't mm. know if he doesn't care, or I don't know what the situation is. I have to watch that Anthony Hopkins movie, I guess. Or the Toby Keith one. I wish it was Toby Keith. What if Toby Keith played... It's Toby... What's his name? The British actor. What if Toby Keith played Alfred Hitchcock? How do you like me now? Uh... Now that I'm putting myself in my own movie. <laughs> um, what, he's, it follows the pattern, right? He's got a blonde lady. 
Yeah. The character is kind of devious and untrustworthy. You know, think right. about, I mean, Grace, you can't make Grace Kelly devious, but she does sneak into the Raymond Burr's apartment in Rear Window. Right, right, right. Or uh, Kim Novak in Vertigo and Psycho, you know, or um, or Tippy and Marnie even. Marnie is not a good lady. He made, uh, I don't know why, she, she went back. She went back. She made That's Marnie crazy. with him the next year. That's crazy. Or even Marie Saint, you know, is in uh, North by Northwest. Mm-hmm. Like, he likes these blonde women. I don't know what's going on with them. But he's, I don't know what the screenwriter was doing. They're trying to draw this psychological picture of who Melanie is. Who, by the way, Melanie Griffith. Hmm? You name your kid after the movie that you were tortured on? Oh, you think that's what happened? Well, <laughs> your kid's name is Melanie. Melanie! That's a good point. Why would you want to name What was Melanie kid? Griffith's worst, worst movie? What if she named her, what if she named uh, Dakota... Johnson, uh, Jeff Daniels Johnson or something like that. <laughs> uh, no, no, Bonfire of the Vanities. Bonfire of the Vanities for sure. Okay. What if she named her Hanks? Hanks Johnson. <laughs> um, this is this is insider. This is uh, 301 level stuff. Yeah. So that's, he's following the thing and it's almost like, all right, I'll put some birds in my movie, I guess. Like, you know what I mean? Like we go through this whole thing, which Tippy is, uh, sorry. I mean, maybe she got better later, but she's just not pulling it off. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like she, she looks good. She looks so good. I have no idea she why they great. used the Vaseline lens on all of her close-ups. I guess it was just a rigor for the time, but you can barely see. Like that's a beautiful smear. <laughs> did you get? Maybe if it was just the French twist, but did you get a Jerry Ryan vibe? A little Jerry Ryan vibe there. Oh, a similar facial construction. Yeah. Um, I didn't think that while we were watching it, but now that you pointed out, definitely. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. so we're doing that. She's she's got this sort of push me pull you thing with uh, with Mitch. Rod, yeah. Um, that it it's slowly going somewhere, but maybe it'll go somewhere we don't know. And that's kind of Marnie too. Like all this kind of would be repeated a little bit in Marnie. We should have watched Marnie. Sean Connery's in that one. Um, mm. But uh, should I put it on my list? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not, it's a, good not movie. a good movie. But she like okay. robs banks and stuff. It's it's interesting. Um, and she gets raped. Why'd you say it like that? Well, because it's this. I don't because I don't want to talk about the birds. I'd rather talk about the fact that this straw man or straw woman that I've invented doesn't like the fact that I don't want to talk about Marnie getting raped in Marnie. This is not when Marnie was there. She okay. wasn't there. That was the problem. Okay, all right. They wrote the song "She's Not There" about Marnie. All right. Do you want to take right. over? Uh, how? I just think like it's just a. La- it's kind of like a lazy B material. A Hitchcock film until it turns until it turns into Birdemic, and mm-hmm. it is Birdemic. People laughed at that Birdemic guy, and this is just he did the exact he watched the birds and did the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. In Birdemic, there's a guy and he meets a girl and they drink at a bar and then like birds are attacking, I guess, and then they're superimposed birds. It's pretty much the same thing. Like these are not scary, convincing no. scenes. No, and they do the thing where like the kids are running down the road. Yeah. And I guess it's hard to, like, have birds attack living children and then get right, all the right, kids right. run the right way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're, like, matting in, like, different layers of kids. And then they've got two kids, like Bert and Ernie, like, with shoulders up. or like, oh, no, no, we're running. And all it's the kids so are laughing at the silly. birds attacking them. And yeah, it just it's doesn't... just, it's not convincing. No. Um, I don't know. Maybe in some ways the part, the, the special effects take away from it a little bit. But... <clears throat> But I mean, a lot of them are actual birds, and and I think I think you made a good point. It's just not that scary, you know. 
But it's not compelling either. Overall. No. And we don't know why these birds are attacking. No, we never will. But fine. They don't say in the the short story that it's it's like a novella. Okay. I don't have a problem with that. But, like, why did it start here? And, like, one lady, like, goes kind of nuts and, like, accuses Melanie of being evil and bringing it here. Because this all started when you came here. Right. Now, here's the thing. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know how deep we can go into symbolism in a film where uh, <laughs> superimposed birds attack laughing children. Yeah, I know. Uh, however, that's that's the interesting thing that I want to talk about mm-hmm. because that's the most um, – um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The Hitchcock. <laughs> that's what I'm looking <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah, that's the right. most Hitchcocky thing here because he's focused on the woman. He wants to know – you know, he wants to get into this the woman psyche. that we can't trust. You right, know right, I mean? right. And so I think in the book, first of all, two things. One, the book does make it, as far as they can tell, because it's before, well, that's radios. It's early days of wireless uh, communication. So they don't really know. But as far as they can tell, I think it's happening worldwide. Mm-hmm. In this, it's almost very specific that it's, I don't know what's going on in Bodega Bay yes. and some surrounding communities, but it doesn't yes. seem like it's... Everywhere. <coughs> Everywhere, right. And so it does, like, Crazy Lady in the Diner is right. Like, it is her fault. But how is it her fault? Yeah, right. Well, and then Thanks I Thanks for misnaming us in the pet shop. You're going to die. Yeah, right? Like, why are they, like, is there something about her? Is she just her? a bad person? Is, she, is there something that she, is she really evil? Were there Italian cousins? Did they have to jump out of the fountain when she jumped into it? <laughs> she was pushed, she tells you. Well, the birds aren't buying it. I don't know. But I'll tell you, Hmm. once again, I don't think Tippy's delivering, but there are a lot of parts where I think Tippy's thinking about her role in all this and how and why it could be her. This is this is a weird thing, but I don't think they do this anymore. But like classically, when you show when you have somebody in green or you show green on a in on a a movie screen, a movie frame, Mm -hmm. that means danger or something is wrong or strangeness or something oh, like really? that. Oh, really? I don't think they really do that anymore after know. Speed Racer. But, um, so, you know, she wears that chartreuse dress the entire film. Mm-hmm. So maybe she is like the locus of something. I was trying to think about the, we have the kind of shallow psychology of her not getting along with the mom, but then the mom's like, you know, starts to get closer to her. She cares for her and then she tells the mom she didn't have a mom and at the end, like the mom's kind of taking care of her, but whatever. Uh-huh. Um, they break through the roof. Mm-hmm. Now, w- was there any significance to that room? Who, whose room is I that? I think it was Kathy, the little Veronica Cartwright's hmm, okay. room, because I saw it was like well, a anyway, canopy they kinda, bed. Maybe they lure her. They, they, they want, clearly want her. Yeah. Although they'll kill a gas station attendant, no problem. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know, and I don't know if there was an answer, and that's what really bothers me. I don't mind puzzling over the answer for years, but I'm not sure there was an answer. And then none of mm-hmm. it matters because... Here's the second thing about the book. At the end of the book, yeah. there's a guy who's the nominal protagonist, and he they endure all these attacks, and like the next day comes, the birds only really attack at night. The next day comes, he goes out for more supplies, and he goes to somebody's house where the other characters live, and all the characters are dead except for him. Like all the characters we've met in the book, oh, he finds really? are all dead. So he gets his supplies, goes back to his house, and the birds are like kind of looking at him. And tries to board it up, and he's got like one last cigarette left that he finishes and kind of stamps out, and he's like, "Here we go." Like that's that's sort of it's very fatalistic. 
It and is. at the end of this, they have this whole thing where they get to the car and drive off, and it doesn't. It's not happy, but it's just like super unresolved. There it's, is no. There's no. There's no open question resolution. like is Shane alive or dead? You know what I mean? Right, right, right. It's right, just right, right, we're right. out of movie. Right, and they're they're driving off now. Will this continue? I don't know. Yeah. She yeah. Get, well, I mean, they, they're a family now, I guess. I guess. Uh, you know, she gained a daughter, like uh, Melanie suggested, and they got those goddamn lovebirds. Uh, I know, Which, right? wow. Ta- Hitchcock invented the bomb that we can see that the characters can't see, right? Yep, yep. No payoff. No payoff. No payoff for the birds. kind of bummed about that, yeah, I wanted Kathy Not... to put her face in there and come out with no face. <laughs> But no, nothing. I know. What did you? You know, think... his eye may be on the sparrow, but the sparrow's eye—it's on you. Yeah. What did you think they were? <laughs> they were getting at with like. <laughs> oh is, no! I get it. I finally my, get it. This is my life, people. This is just. just Sorry, a, just a, I'm like slow. You know, comedians stand in front of a brick wall. What if they turned around and faced the brick wall? My hey! life. <laughs> Call me a brick wall. Uh, because your center of gravity is low. They call mm. her the wall. Mm, no, you can't knock her over. No, don't. I can no. knock her over. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were you saying? Uh, doesn't matter. I don't, Let's I don't talk know. about random weird things in this film. Go for it. First of all, I feel like we've watched a lot of films with oil lamps in them recently. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking a lot. Every time I see an oil lamp, I flash back to. The early, not the early, no, no. Well, let's 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 mess it up a little bit. Let's say the early eighties, mm-hmm. uh, when I lived, uh, you know, at home with my parents, like many children do. Yeah. And we had a lot of like uh, power outages due to storms. Yeah, I feel like I experienced that. Did they just did the power grid more. just get better in in the nineties or something? Anyway, I don't know. And for some reason, sure, we had you know flashlights with the giant. Yeah. batteries or whatever mm. but we also had an oil lamp and i can never touch the oil lamp of course and that was probably for the best but i think i've got a, a sense of how it worked and i feel like i'm not i won't be a man until i light and operate an oil lamp and oh, boy. every one of these movies we see taunts me because they're just where they're trimming the wick and they're oh boy uh but like it, the, the sacrifice in an oil lamp gone with the wind had an oil lamp this had an oil lamp uh we watched one last week that had an oil lamp mm-hmm. what, what did we watch last week Persona. Um, Persona and Godzilla. Maybe it was like two weeks ago. Um, it might have been in one in Godzilla. There was one in Shane. Um, yes. I think that my folks had an oil lamp. They might still have it, <laughs> but like, I don't think they ever this lit is, it. You so. know, I wanted and. <laughs> no, I said and. Wh- Her? What? Oh, wow. Just okay. trying to enjoy Going back to that. Into it, but okay. I'm not succeeding here. Um. <laughs> You think John Woo got his first boner watching this movie? Explain us a lot. Uh, Whoa, what else? What? <laughs> the birds. Oh, the birds! It was right in front of my face. No yeah, they're right, they on your face. They're no, tied to your head by Hitchcock. Yeah, no doves, though. It's it's mostly gulls and... Well, they they call them crows, but you said they they looked more like ravens. They're probably crows. I don't know. Oh, okay. They're very similar. I don't know. They were blackbirds, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you like uh, Rod Taylor's uh, cargo flat front pants? That was weird. Is that a New England? I mean, sorry, a North California thing? I don't know. They go to, they go to the general store, and she's like, do you know a like Mitch the... somebody, somebody? And the general store guy's like, oh, yep. You, you go up there, and you go, go around, and you take the take the boat road around town. And it's like, what? 
I know. Did you drive through a, a portal? <laughs> I don't. I have not been to North California. Maybe there's a bunch of uh, crab and lobster boaters up there who are all just eating at a at a diner in a Stephen King novel. Speak. Oh, we got to get to the diner. Let's do the diner. Uh, okay. I just call it the diner scene. Six stock characters in search of a former model. <laughs> why did Why did anybody think? Even if you're doing a thing, mm-hmm. you have to let the audience in on the thing that you're doing. Hitchcock sort of, didn't right? feel so. Like it's, well, maybe it's, I don't know if it's a screenwriter or it's Hitchcock, but well, yeah, you know they're they're in the di- so many scenes in this end with like, oh my god, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. Fade to black. That was crazy. Cigarette, like, <laughs> and then we do that after the kids are almost murdered at the school. Mm-hmm. Poor teacher, who. I think we agreed would co- was coded lesbian and would have made the uh, the movie a lot more interesting. But <laughs> even though she had a relationship with Mitch, well, yeah, yeah, whatever. they ruined that. Yeah, but yeah, she came from San Francisco. Um, so so they're in the diner and they're like, oh, I can't figure this thing out. And a lady walks in and she's like, I'm an ornithologist. Let me talk about that. What do you think, Irish stereotype Irish drunk guy who's Catholic because he's Irish and he's going to quote scripture about the end of the world. What yep. about you, sea captain? What about you, lady with your kids? What about you, man in a suit who's going to have a whiskey at at twelve thirty p.m.? What about? Come on, there's more. What, what about, about you, soda jerk cook? behind the counter? And then the fry comes in. <laughs> he's like, "You guys talking about birds? <laughs> what is the point of all that?" I don't know. It. I mean, you just doubled about, the movie's budget in one scene. <laughs> we we talked about we've talked about before, like how you can tell sometimes when movies are based on plays. This just this felt very much like a scene. This would be a, a terrible play. scene in a really in a play. You wouldn't you cast somebody so? to show up for one scene. They wouldn't take the part. Well, no, I I just mean that this this scene. Not not that it's just in one scene, but the 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 ensemble feel of it. You know, like everybody's got a line, Here everybody's got an opinion. Yes, I did. I gotta get my bat. Yeah, you know how gotta, this works. I, I still haven't got that bat. You need a bat to get your bat. Yeah. So I go out with the um, samurai sword, but in the sheath. <laughs> I don't know what the right answer is. Is there like an a right answer? Helmet. Wow. I'm ready to go. Wow. Uh, There's no more bats in the valley. Um, yeah, that scene is. Uh, that's cuckoo bananas. Um, what else? Uh, I just I don't understand why they have a lady who is an expert on birds, and then she's like, "Well, I know this and I know that," but she doesn't really help. Like, no, you gotta come a, up with a solution. But you have to have a, a character of authority who's like, because in the same scene, I guess they've got it's all everybody. It's a scene of uh, you know playing the subtext because you've got the authority yeah. figure in this case a scientific authority figure who's like that couldn't happen, and then you've got the Guy in the sandwich board, the end is near, you know, or whatever. The end mm-hmm. is nigh. Right, right, right. He's like, it's the end of the world. It's like, that's that's a subtext. <laughs> You're saying the quiet part really loud. Um, that's what that is. But it's just so clumsy. And then um, there's, okay, remember the scene where, I think this is the end of that scene, right? Tippy's like, well, I got to use the phone. And she, and she, or she goes outside or something like that. They hear something. That, oh, no, that's when the gas uh, attendant dies the, and Tippy runs out to make a call or something or maybe she, she's just hiding she's, in the phone booth she's what happens is I don't really care we don't we're not out of time uh, 
so the the gas attendant thing happens. The guy who's lighting his cigar by his car and doesn't see the gasoline. They try telling him he explodes. And then the birds are attacking. Yes, yes, yes. And she's trying. Everybody's trying to escape Please the restaurant from the me. birds. And so she just she's going from one place she to another. Kept, it's 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 uh, final destination. She kept them all there. In the restaurant. Yeah, they're all trying to flee, right? Which mm-hmm. people keep going outside in a bird attack. Yeah. But there's this like rude Goldberg series of events where a guy who's standing. Hip deep in gasoline is like, what a time for a swisher sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then like, yeah, this like he blows up and then the then the gas station blows up and another car blows up and everything blows up and it's horrible. And the guy's got birds on his head and he's pressing yes. his face against the thing and he's yes. like, why are you killing us, green lady? Why? <laughs> and then we fade out. <laughs> we come back up at the house or whatever. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe because I was saying, you know, of course, that escalated quickly. Yeah. But that's like one of three action scenes in the movie. Why stack it all on top of each other unless that she is. She is the dangerous woman. In this case, she's supernaturally dangerous. They really didn't like that bird prank. Wow. <laughs> the know. bird prank in the pet shop. That's, <laughs> Which is that's so silly. Yeah. Yeah, it is silly. Pretty yeah. dumb way to open a movie. Hope nobody does it. <laughs> And then, so while that's while that's all going on, before she leaves the diner, we a, a series of crazy things happen, and we see Tippy's face, and we do that thing where something happens, we cut to her face. But as we do it, we cut for like, like maybe sixteen frames, and she's looking one direction, like oh, blank, blank look. She gets better. Uh, oh, and then her face turns like you know three clock points. Oh, we cut back to her. Oh. <laughs> Oh, it's like stop motion reacting. <laughs> I think you called it that while we were watching it, too. Don't give it away. Yeah, yeah. Also, there's more driving in this movie than Bullet. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, we get it. I, I just felt like Hitchcock's just padding this out because there's no story. Yeah. She, 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 we see her take the boat. We see her rent the boat. Actually, we see her ask where the boat is. She rents the boat, takes the boat across the thing, puts the birds in the thing, comes back out, gets in the boat, starts going off. Rod, Rod Taylor comes out, finds the birds, gets in his car. We watch her watch him drive all the way around the tiny little bay. Yep. And he finally gets there. And maybe it's to stretch out the anticipation before, because the bird attacks her before we can complete this sort of thing. Like, he's supposed to meet her on the dock, but that's when she gets hit by the gull, which I guess have talons, but not really big ones. You know, that uh, you just made me realize something. I don't think there's actually, like, something that maybe could have helped this like there's not actually a lot of music if much of any in this not much so like maybe that could have helped build the dread and you know like you need more than that to build the dread in this yeah this lagging story i know what why is it so bad like is it we talked about why it's so bad well okay what they need cats Yes. Not singing cats. Right, 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 right. Make right. a suit out of cats. Pull it on. You're fine. <laughs> we were talking about long shot. There is a lot of, uh, there's a little bit of uh, landscape porn in this. But also, yes. am I wrong or was that a 270 degree matte painting? It was a matte painting. They go up a sand yeah. dune when we're yes. seeing like the thing. Then we reverse to have their shot. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's a pretty good approximation of what tufts of grass, you know, look like in, in Montauk or whatever. Sorry, North Carolina. Or uh, California. But 
yeah, they there's a big pan, and yeah. that's all a matte painting, I think. Mm-hmm. And it looks fantastic. Yeah. They don't yeah. do that anymore, either. No, they don't. I wanted to see. They set up a minor bird, and it never comes back. Nope. Just, just pick up that minor bird. I know. What are the, oh, ring, 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 ring. Oh, it's for you. Oh, okay. You were supposed to pick me up, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. The call's coming from inside the birdcage. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. There's, I, oh, speaking of the phone, there's a scene where Jessica Tandy picks up the phone. And they're going to do like, oh, they're going to do a cool thing where she's on the phone, but also yes. they're having a conversation behind her. They don't. They just sit down and watch her take a phone call. And that yes. goes on for like two minutes. You're right. It's, oh, this is her Bob Newhart bit. It's really funny. Yeah, Check right? this out. And they're just watching her take a phone call. It's like you took the time to set up like this two-layered like foreground background thing, and they don't do anything with it. You actually um, just reminded me of something because of that scene. Um, so they have chickens, and they're concerned because their chickens aren't eating. And, of course, chickens are birds, and this is affecting all birds, except it doesn't affect the love birds for some reason. Chickens get flies, so maybe the chickens are like, they'll be there in the sequel. They'll show up. <laughs> we, oh, we're here. Ooh, we're tired. Wow. We had to walk the whole way. Uh, <laughs> uh, but she goes to the other farmer's place because his chickens weren't eating, too. And But other than than talking about it those couple of times, we never go back to the chickens. We Nobody is attacked by chickens. Nobody is. I mean, yep. what are you going to do? Well, I mean, you could make it make it scary. Yeah. The whole point is that the birds, the idea that birds would kill you is scary. So make chickens scary. We got We got to go. So I want to say real fast, I understand why this, first of all, there isn't a lot of music, but there are, all the bird scenes are just screeching and it's supposed to be horrible, but it goes on for so long. And I was complaining about how they start the credit sequences. It's just an ear rape of like bird sounds. Yeah. And I think they do that, you know, like, uh, you're supposed to put that later in the film, right? Orson Welles put the parrot in <laughs> Citizen Kane to wake everybody up. But mm-hmm. you're kind of giving away. What if we don't see any birds? And it would be a long time. Right. And then, oh, a bird. That's, isn't this the birds? Oh, that's right. These birds are going to kill everybody. But I think he put that to be like, no, no, don't worry. Those scary birds are coming. It's, it's going to be an hour. Um, <laughs> Tippi Hedren would go back to animal attacks when she made the 1981 movie Roar, which is a movie that's basically, um, you know, the Tiger King or Tiger Queen of movies about a lady that keeps uh, lions in her house and the oh lions goodness. go crazy and attack her. It's weird because she's an animal rights advocate. You'd have to be after making the birds, but the movie, she got like her scalp ripped off and all this, all the actors were attacked on the set of this film. Yeah. And all, it's just like a, people watch it as like a B movie film and think like it's awesome. So I don't know how that helps animals. I don't either. Um, what else? I want to mention real quick. I noticed with both of these films, um, we have... Uh, ah, we're over an hour. I, I, I'll, I'll be quick. Uh, we have precocious kids who um, be, befriend a stranger who's new to town. Uh, Let's hook Joey and, and Kathy up. Yeah, there you go. And, uh, and they uh, beseech them to stay uh, <laughs> for whatever reasons, and then trouble happens. And, but they have, uh, they have a bond. You know, so. this is um, <clears throat> this also is kind of psycho in a way, right? You've got a blonde lady who we don't know much about. Mm-hmm. She leaves town with a package. Um, it's you know fifty thousand dollars in psycho or whatever it is. It's a pair of birds and this, and she's off on a on a quest. And we think the movie's going to be about you know um, Kim Novak spending this money or whatever, or um, 
or in this case, you know, her giving this guy these birds and we're going to see where the relationship goes. And then, you know, we get that, that's not the case. Right. Happens sooner in Psycho, though. Yeah. <laughs> I was um, not going to lie. I was a little disappointed by this film, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, maybe my comments have made that obvious, but I yeah. also agree with that. Oh, no. Janet Lee. Janet Lee was in Psycho. Right. Sorry. Right. OK. So that's another one. Yeah. Another blonde. And he's like, I had so much fun killing Janet Lee with in a shower that let's let's kill Tippy Hedren in an attic with birds. <laughs> Be tough to play clue with him. <laughs> he'd uh he'd telegraph too much. Or yeah. it'd just be you would just know what he you wanna do. Um, it was uh, uh, Harry in the garden with the trouble. I don't know. Yeah, um, I was trying to. Yeah, there, <laughs> the murder any... weapon was thirty nine steps. <laughs> Maybe we should do a Hitchcock show. <laughs> Get a little education. We clearly don't know what we're talking about. Uh, we done? I think we're done. <sighs> yeah. Wow. Well, one up, one down. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. It it does. We don't always know before we watch them. Fun, uh, fun facts. Uh, uh, Tippi Hedren, uh, born in New Ulm. Minnesota. Yes. Yes. Um, which is just, uh, I don't know, maybe an hour west of, uh, a little more than the Twin Cities. Um, so when she, she probably, maybe she didn't know how to use a boat. I don't know. <laughs> um, and Jessica Tandy, of course, worked for a long time uh, at the Guthrie Theater with her husband, Hume Crone. Yes. Um so every time I saw her, I was like, oh, that's Guthrie acting right there. <laughs> no, it's not. The Guthrie didn't exist until 1963. Like, this movie was made before that, so. <laughs> Maybe she helped establish oh, she, no, what clearly Guthrie she acting did. is. Yes. Yeah. A lot yeah. of tea drinking is, is what it is. Oh. Well, um, you know, win some, lose some, but you always learn. Yes. And we're going to continue to learn in the future when, I guess, we come back, because we're going to keep doing this. I guess. And one of these days, we'll have an intro. <laughs> but like they say, promises, promises. like Kira Sedgwick says in singles, seems like not having an intro is kind of your intro. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah. So I'll give that one away. Um, yeah, but we will uh, be back in the future. In the meantime, I hope that you are um, doing, doing well and things are getting back to normal for you. Uh, but stay healthy and stay safe. Follow the guidelines and uh, live your life. Have a good time with it. Watch out for birds. And that's the end. <laughs>